from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. More amendments, more votes, more progress on the sports wagering bill. Uh, I feel like the audience might not like these real-time updates, but I do. I'm fascinated by the process. It's like I'm watching Schoolhouse Rocks again. And I'm just getting, I'm learning how you become a bill. It's so exciting to learn again. It's like I'm back in social studies, Joe. Don't you feel the excitement? I feel alive. Joe, you're going to be on a, you're going to be on a school campus tomorrow. I am. I got some elementary school. Right. Learners ready. So it makes total sense. For the Joe Giglio experience. They're not going to know what radio is, but you know what they do know, right? I do. YouTube. That's right. We're on YouTube, kids. Smash it if you have to tell them. Smash the subscribe button. All right, I'll use your I'll use your verbiage, and that way, just this once, they'll understand the lingo at that point. Oh, he's cool. He said Smash. <laughs> is he talking Super Smash Brothers? That's a video game for the Nintendo. Yeah, you know what that is, right? I do. Okay, good. Just making sure. Now, when I say it's a, a little bit of a newsy day, um, it's li- little headlines. Little headlines. Uh, Derek Whitehead is going to leave Duke, declare for the NBA draft. This comes on the heels of an earlier NBA draft news story from uh, Jonathan Giovanni from Draft Express that Terquavion Smith, Terquavion Smith made it officially. He posted it last night that he's going to you know, thank this time for NC State. He's off to the NBA. Whitehead is in the same boat. And I know this, I know what people are thinking. They're like, well, what did we see from Derek Whitehead this season with the injuries and the roles and everything else that all the – no, sometimes this is just the arrangement. You know, you play one year of college, help elevate your profile a little bit, see how far you can take it, and then you're out. I expect the same thing with Duke and Derek Lively. These are not surprises. Uh, Tyrese Proctor makes sense. We'll see. I mean, Kyle Filipowski, I haven't seen anything official from Kyle Filipowski other than that he retweeted Tyrese Proctor with like a yeah, baby, and some emojis. That would lead me to believe that Filipowski's coming back. Back. That, yeah. that's, that would lead me to believe that. Makes sense. But Whitehead and Lively also makes sense that they would go to the NBA after one season. That always seemed to be the plan, and they're just executing that plan, Joe. Yeah, it's weird that you said that for a guy who we barely saw. Barely saw him, That it makes sense, right? Barely saw him. Because of the way that the NBA works now, your age is actually held against you and used against you. Yes. And the the more you show scouts, the worse off you are. Um, So, yeah, it does actually make sense because Whitehead, Whitehead's a guy, if he had the ability to come, you know, straight to the NBA draft out of high school, would have been, mm-hmm. you know, top 10 pick, lottery pick. So we'll, we'll see how much of that value he uh, it diminished and what he can do in workouts. Because I, honestly, I don't think we saw him healthy. No. For really any legitimate stretch of this season. No, not at all. And, and the workouts are going to be the thing that ultimately move him up the draft board or the idea around Derek Whitehead. Same with Derek Lively. It's not too. draft, too. You know, we talked a little bit about this before the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys you see, the stars of these teams, aren't going to be highly drafted players. And that's unusual. You know, it used to be, oh, Sean May just had this great NBA, uh, NCAA tournament draft. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. He's in the lottery. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's tale as old as time. It was the guys who performed well in the NCAA tournament were the ones taken at the top of the draft. Well, we've got Victor Wembenyama, the French Mamba, number one pick. And then Scoot Henderson, the number two pick, is in G League Elite. Amen. I think it's Amen Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the twins, Amen and Oscar Thompson, both played in the uh, the G League Elite teams this year. So, 
We've talked about this. This is why the draft's going to look a whole lot different. It is. Gonna look, and that's why college basketball is looking a lot different. I know there was a conversation on ESPN, like, why the Blue Bloods? Why, why are there no Blue Bloods in the Final Four? And it's like, do you not understand the concept that the most talented players are not exactly going to college basketball right now? No, so the roster makeup is So changed. that doesn't affect San Diego State. No. That doesn't affect Miami, although, although they've gone out and got some really good players. Yeah. All of those teams have obviously gone out and gotten good players. But, yeah, it affects Kansas. It affects Duke. Mm-hmm. It affects Carolina. It affects Kentucky. These are the schools it affects. That's why you don't see them in the Final Four this year. Roster, I don't like taking big picture views of of Final Four results, right? Or, or however you want to look at the whole season. Sure, those teams were not sure. running hot really at any point this season. But I, I, do. I mean, Duke played well at the end to win the ACC title. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it was never like, oh, well, there's, you know, the, the, we we always love to use the exception. There's the Zion group. Hey, mm. look, it's Duke. There, there are yeah, there are exact exceptions to the group. I just think by the time we get to the final four, the teams that are typically there are there for usually the same reasons, right? Some of these teams are just on a heater, and mm-hmm. they've taken advantage of the one game chaos. So there's probably the some bracket tournament. luck involved. There's bracket, their, and they their took own advantage of it, opportunity, right? take advantage of their own opportunity. And and ninety nine percent of the teams that get there have a really good coach. They do. That's what college basketball is about. Co- Colton said it forever, and I'll always say it's the coaching, Joe. It's always the coaching. Coaching matters, and and I think once again, roster makeup is the thing that ultimately gets you here, and that's going to be the difficulty going forward for so many coaches and some of the lament that I understand is it's not just about recruiting anymore. It's also finding the mm-hmm. right guys in the portal uh, that will end up working. And we talked to Jeff Capel, Pitt head basketball coach, about this on Monday. If you missed that conversation, it's available on the Best of the OG podcast. We have to reassess how we view teams in the regular season and what happens in November and December. I'm not saying they're meaningless. I'm, I'm simply saying that some of it you can take with a grain of salt. Because the teams haven't really been together for a long time. It might take teams a little bit longer to gel. And usually by the mid to late January time period, you'll start to get a sense of who these teams are. And we brought up Duke countless times. We even talked to Jeff Cable about it. The Duke team that they saw twice at Cameron Indoor Stadium and then eventually in January and then in uh, in the ACC tournament, that was a completely different team. The team that got blown out by NC State at home was not the same team that NC State saw in Cameron Indoor Stadium to close out the year. So we got to recognize that sort of stuff, right? And just like we got to recognize the NFL is maximizing profit at all times. Uh, Outside of the local college basketball news that we've been getting into, on the national level, the more intriguing story isn't another Aaron Rodgers trade discussion about the Jets and the Green Bay Packers. It's not about the very interesting hypocrisy around Lamar Jackson discussions, right? And this idea that, well, well, you know, his sleep cycle and his enjoyment of processed food snacks, that's why teams are shying away from that. Whatever. Those are, those are dumb things. Okay? They're, well, they have to come up with something to justify their collusion. Uh, it, is, it is amazing that they think that a team's bending over backwards and bringing on wide receivers and hiring an offensive coordinator to bring on Aaron Rodgers, a man who the Green Bay Packers have straight up said he ghosted us this offseason. Here's a man who actively talks about taking psychoactive teas to find himself. Drugs. Drugs. Okay, He's, he's taking drugs. Are they going to put that in his contract that he needs to spend more nope. time studying film? No, they're no. not. They're, they're totally cool with that okay. to essentially taking drugs in the offseason and finding himself and then coming back to play. But 
they're worried about processed foods for uh, for Lamar Jackson. I hope I hope you all see what's happening right now. Just like I hope people understand and see what the NFL is ultimately about. And I tried to highlight this in a brief history of triangle sports with the World League of American Football. A great idea that actually helped the NFL in terms of roster and development of talent and development of coaches and referees, right? But because it cost them too much money or they lost money on it, they got rid of it. What was funny, you come to find out about the economics of it all. Back in 2007, NFL teams were essentially paying a league minimum contract to fund the NFL Europe thing, okay? A league minimum contract now is $750,000. That's the basic level contract. They were, per team, giving up half a million dollars to keep the World League of American Football kind of going. Pittance. They make billions, and that's what they were worried about, which gets us to Thursday night football. NFL owners are meeting right now in Phoenix, and at these annual meetings, they discuss a whole variety of things, from rules changes to schedules and everything else. They did not agree to flex scheduling for Thursday night games, but they did approve a proposal to allow players to wear zero as a jersey number. <laughs> Success! No, but in all seriousness... Let's go. Yeah, everybody gets to wear zero. Let's go. No. The real issue is that owners are divided on what to do with Thursday night. They did add the possibility of teams playing now a maximum of two Thursday night games. Not all teams will play two Thursday night games. Just saying, hey, if it's worth it for TV, we're going to put you on a Thursday night. But the flex schedule, to flex in on a Monday night, is an extension of what we saw starting with flex scheduling on a Sunday, followed by flex scheduling into Monday night football, and now, because the NFL has this partner with Amazon and Amazon wants choice matchups for what they just ponied up a bunch of money for, they want flex scheduling late in the season. This is anti-fan. Anti-fan. Because essentially what you're doing is people make plans for late season games, usually around the holidays. And imagine that you have tickets. And I know you do this, Joe. You definitely do this. You're like, you'll buy t- tickets late in the season. You want to take the family, all yeah. that stuff. Imagine a scenario where you're planning on going to a Panthers Sunday night game. Or, I'm sorry, a a Sunday afternoon game as normally scheduled. But the Panthers find themselves trying to win the division. And Amazon has decided this NFC South game is very important to us. And we want to flex that game into a Thursday night. What just happened to your plans? Out the door. You're not going. I'm not even worried about the fans, to be perfectly honest with you. There was a they, there was statistical data that they used that said injuries didn't change yeah, on Thursday. That that's why they were emboldened with these plans. Never mind that we had the Tua Tungavailoa injury right. on a Thursday. Right. Never mind that the reason that he shouldn't have been back out there was he was never properly diagnosed in the Sunday game. Never mind. All they have to do is add an extra open date to their schedule, mm-hmm. and they would never have to play on a short week. Mm-hmm. Hello? Not complicated. This is not hard. No, not complicated. But they're squeezing profit, and they want to make sure their television— How much more do you need? That's a question that you and I do—that's the thing. You and I are not wired this way. We are not billionaires. We're not billionaires. That's because the guy didn't die. Cool. Yeah, well— That's what's—it's okay now. Now it's okay. We don't talk about player safety anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Because he didn't die. Because DeMar Hamlin didn't die? Well, no, not only—but let's not forget— 
how frightening the hit to Tunga oh, Bailoa yeah, was and his exactly. reaction, the fencer's pose, and where we were that day, the morning after. No, you're right. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. Go carry, where getting there is just a tap away. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Speaking of skating around, uh, there was a lot of that, including an extra attacker with 6.30 left in the game. But yeah, it was that kind of night for the Carolina Hurricanes. You're... No two minutes. Oh, I thought we had a two minutes. No. No big deal. Uh, I, I can it was an you, off night for the I Canes. can give you Adam's it truly synopsis was, if you'd it like. It truly was an off night. It truly was an off night. No two minutes from gold. My bad. Uh, so you uh, are you, you want to do Adam's two minutes for him? I can. Okay. I can. Yeah. Because he said several times on his multiple different shows, mm-hmm. the final score was not indicative of how the game was played and that even though the Lightning won four to nothing, they weren't that good either mm-hmm. it was a two to nothing game heading into the third period the canes were on a power play couldn't score had a great chance andre vasilevsky makes the save then all of a sudden the lightning get the third goal mm-hmm. Braden point right dennis that is correct yeah his they, second of the game he had 40 he's got 47 goals in the year when's the last time the canes had somebody just rack up goals like that it's kind of a problem right would, would be nice to have one of those yeah um, yeah, yeah i think Svech is supposed to be one of those um yeah, he's hurt what are you gonna do and then there was an empty net goal, but ultimately both teams were fatigued, mm-hmm. playing five games in eight days. Neither team was great, <laughs> but it was the end of the season. Ultimately doesn't mean much, but he was encouraged by the five-game stretch at home, yeah. and now it's a good time to go down the road. They'll play Detroit on Thursday. Well done. There's no music there. No, no, no. I don't we don't quite have, have Adam's cadence because he doesn't Ru- breathe. He just... Talks. Yeah, we don't have Rusty's production on that. Yeah. Maybe we can. That was it. I heard him say it many times. Uh, Tampa wasn't any good either. Well, or Saturday uh, in their win against Toronto, uh, it was the the Canes were not the better team, yet they stole the game tonight. Sometimes that happens. And, th- and that's hockey for you. Yep. That's hockey for you. Uh, it's pretty incredible that the Carolina Hurricanes have stolen so many games uh, to be number one in the Metro. The mental gymnastics required to finish out this stretch for, for all teams, really. And, and for those who talk about the Canes oh, on both. a daily basis. No, it's a challenge. People, I hope both. people understand that we are just tongue-in-cheek sure. having some fun at Adam's expense because I do not envy what he has he to did do a during lot. the regular He did season. his Canes Corner podcast live on YouTube. Yeah, he did. After... The call-in show after yes. finishing up the network. That's the only reason yes. I remember all of this because when I was driving home, I'm like, oh. Well, Adam loves talking. I mean, let's I mean, be he real. Does, he does. He does love talking. I think his ultimate takeaway was 2-2-1 two, two, and one in these five games. Yes. So. All, all things considered, the stretch of hockey against the teams that, that they played against. and Oh, five. 
four really good teams playing yeah, New York it, twice. It, 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 it's actually okay. Here's Rod Brennamore with, what, nine games left in the season. Uh, they want to finish strong before the playoffs. Yeah, it's a tough time of year um, for every team and for different reasons. So we're, we're, we have our you know, challenges too here with a lot of games. Um, but it's, you know, I think it's just trying to focus on every day and what we talked about from day one of the year. So, um, you know, tonight wasn't our best. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was definitely, we did some good things. It just certainly didn't bounce our way. They had a couple goals that you kind of went, oh, and then we had a couple great chances that didn't go in. Maybe that changes the game. But overall, I think the way you put it, there wasn't a lot of spark to our game. So that's Rob Brindamore last night after the loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it's easy to say that they got Vasilevskied last night. He was he robbed he robbed the Canes a few times. Yeah, there was last a Jordan night. Stall. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll say this: I'm kind of at a shoulder shrug point with the Carolina Hurricanes because of the slog of the regular season. We're almost there, okay? Yeah. But I thought that last year too. Hey, man. This it, feels, team, it feels different because of the injuries. Yes. Um, and also their positioning. Also, it felt to me, and there was a there was an amazing stat last year. I think it was thirty straight games. Mm-hmm. At one point, the favorites had won mm-hmm. in the reg- at the end of the regular season with the NHL. Remember, Florida was going gangbusters. They were, Tampa, right? right. Uh, on the other side, you had uh, the Oilers. You had the Flames. You had. Colorado, they were all winning and just winning big. Mm-hmm. And the only team that wasn't was the Canes. That was my concern last year. This year, it feels like they're all in the same spot. Boston's locked up the top. Yes, even they're not playing a bunch of guys right now. It feels like on the other side. I know Colorado's getting healthy. Mm-hmm. They're starting to figure some things out. As Dennis pointed out to me, Vegas is making some moves. You know, getting quick mm-hmm. puts them in, in. It feels like every year Vegas is is in position. They feel like that, but you, you know? talk. You see, you just you just hit on the biggest factor that has me concerned with the Carolina Hurricanes, and that would be injuries. And you got Nason going out last yeah. night um, in a weird sequence. You know, leg to leg. It didn't look. I, mean, I at first I thought it was like a Charlie Horse situation, but then maybe it was the knee. He practiced today, so hey, cool. But that would well, be that's my. Good, though. But that would be my concern. It's the, what is the what is the status and health of the goalies? You know, Auntie Ranta is going to be coming back. That's why they sent Peter Kochekov back down to Chicago. But obviously, we're we're definitely going to see Kochekov in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think the last couple of games and, and how they. I think sure. he wasn't great last night, okay. but I still do feel that there's nobody that's been great in net right now, including Freddie Anderson. So some of this is going to have to resolve itself. Hopefully it will resolve itself come playoff time. The Canes are going to win series based on defense and goaltending, and it's not going to be in an outpouring of scoring. Straight up, this is what this team is right now for a variety of reasons. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 